Fuck. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about payback, the WWE Raw pay-per-view. We got Raj Geary with us. We got the blueprint, Matt Morgan. How's it going, guys? Going good. Good to see you, Matt. Good to see you, Raj. Missed uh, Monday, the go-home show before this. So let's start with big picture thoughts. A lot of stuff happened tonight. Uh, some stuff people didn't think would happen. Some stuff people think did. Uh, Matt, give us your big picture thoughts on the pay-per-view. Um, nothing. Apparently, I bet you guys that uh, Roman Reigns wouldn't have his shoulders ever pinned to the mat. Um, <laughs> so there's that for starters. Um, I don't know. I, I thought... I liked Alexa. I liked a lot of things on this pay-per-view. I did. Um, there's some other slow-moving matches as well that I thought slowed the pay-per-view down tremendously that I wouldn't have suspected the matches that I'm talking about to do that, mm. you know, beforehand going into it. Yeah, it was um, interesting pacing. Raj, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, if you took out the Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt stuff, I thought it was a pretty good show. But I thought uh, that stuff was just so bad that it just kind of, kind of really killed the whole pay per view. <laughs> I thought it was that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy? And I'll say this: people will be, you know, critical of something when you take a chance like that. You know, it is. It was a little hokey and stuff like that. The house changing colors, all hokey. Yeah, but I will say this: I, I applaud anybody that tries something new. Okay. And the cool part is, I guarantee you, there'll be something that gets taken from that chance they took tonight that we will see later down the road, whether it's a year, two years, five years. You know, even that stuff with Broken Matt Hardy, the character that he was doing at TNA back then, same type of thing, where I think that they'll find something out of that that we start to see on a weekly basis that we can look back on this type of chance they took and go, oh, I remember that one clip during that Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton match that we thought was ridiculous. But that one spot in it was pretty cool, that camera angle they used that they're now using all the time now. Hmm. I'm trying to think, when's the last time they did it? They cut to a pre-taped segment during a pay-per-view? I know on Raw, we saw the New Day at the Wyatt compound last summer, but that was on Raw. Well, why else would they do it? Like, my whole thing, remember what I kept saying to you guys? Is the house going to be right next to the damn state? Like, you know, <laughs> that would be lame as hell. Yeah. No, no, that house was actually in Missouri. So, uh, so they filmed it. Yeah, earlier this week. But um, they should have filmed it at least film it in the day to keep you know a little consistency because you know it's bright outside in San Jose when when that match started. It's still daylight outside now in California. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, but uh, you know at least they didn't do any outside shots of the arena, so you know it didn't kill the uh, the effect. But. Um, I don't know. I just thought I thought that thing was just hokey, hokier than hell. You know, yeah. at least with the the final deletion stuff, it was supposed to be comedy, and it was pretty funny that that you know it was entertaining. This was supposed to be scary, I guess, and they had that stupid eerie music in the background. The music was horrible. Uh, they kept making. Yeah, it was. I just I just thought this was just crap. But on the plus side, this feud is over. So, thank God. That. Thank God. Um, so let's go match by match. Uh, Matt, did you happen to watch any of the pre-show? Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Yeah, so uh, Enzo and Big Cass versus Gallows. I think the big uh, takeaway from that was that Enzo got the Enzo pin somebody. <laughs> Enzo won. Yeah, I also liked how he started the match too. By the way, uh, very aggressively mounting. Yeah, it gets a little unbelievable though at times. You know, um, him mounting anybody and punching anybody, I could see lasting for like maybe three seconds. You know, but 
what's the guy's name? I always forget his name. I'm the worst. Not Gallows, but uh, Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. There ain't no way Anderson sitting there taking punches from him more than for five seconds in a realistic fight. But I did like the way that they kept the story going and, and being true to the story that he should be infuriated, whether he's a little chihuahua or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely wouldn't have expected Enzo pinning Gallows, you know, so that that was a surprise. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It. I mean, it, it's, this was one of those matches where it really doesn't matter at all who won. So Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and you know what? It was good to have another tag team match on the show, though. You know, I think that says that the tag division is getting a little better, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I've been seeing this match forever, though. Remember yeah. on remember <laughs> Halloween, they did that match and they put the pumpkin on Gallo's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's. It's just it's it's not, it doesn't progress anything, but it it filled a spot. Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, speaking of tag teams, after that we have the setup of Gold Dust and Our Truth uh, challenging the Hardys or the winner of the tag team championship match uh, to a uh, I don't know if it's a title shot challenge, whatever. I'm assuming we're gonna see that in Raw tomorrow night with the Golden Truth versus the Hardys. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the one of the developments that got announced before this. Um, the Miz and Finn. So if this is the feud going forward for a bit, what do you think of that, Matt, with Finn Balor going up against The Miz? It's great, actually. I think this is perfect for Finn, quite honestly. I think Miz was on fire tonight. Um, he did exactly what he needed to do. He, he's so good at stopping, you know, when he's feeling the audience start to turn, you know, and start to go for the face that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And Finn, more than anybody right now, even more than Rollins, Needs that to happen. He needs more reactions from the, the crowd right now, in my opinion. And this segment set it up perfectly. Think about it. You know, we might be sick of seeing Miz get dumped on his head over and over. But if you're a Finn Balor fan and your goal is to see him get back to where he was, I think this is exact, a stop he needs to take. Yeah, I agree. I thought, I thought, I thought the interaction was great. I thought, I thought Miz was just awesome in this segment. And uh, Finn, you know, held up his own too. And uh, yeah, fans were really behind him by the end. And I mean, they were behind the the whole way. So he he felt like a star. This felt like a big deal. Uh, It's weird because they've kind of been building Dean Ambrose in the Miz over the past few weeks. So, but I don't mind at all that they've, if they're switching away from that to go with Miz and Miz and, uh, and Finn. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think uh, that'll be solid. I mean, what do you guys think for that for extreme rules coming up in five weeks? I mean, it'll be here before we know it. I mean, I don't really care when it, you know, yeah. I just, it was, you know, the overall good for Finn Balor, this is just, you know, a chapter that needs to happen. Where it happens, I don't know. When, I don't know. I yeah. know it needs to, to to get back to where he was at. He's got to have this, 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 I just feel this stop along his journey right now. And I yeah. thought it was interesting, uh, them teasing him and Lesnar, because so who knows, maybe uh, for SummerSlam. It just sounds so ridiculous, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. But it'll be a great match, though, if it happens. How about Miz goes, I could break you in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some that was there's something with the Finn uh Brock dynamic that he you know, Finn is just I hate to say it, but he's just too small uh for someone like Brock. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh so let's talk about Jericho versus KO. Do you think it was gonna go this way tonight, Matt, with uh Jericho winning back the US champion? What's the rule now? What happens? He goes to SmackDown. So he goes to SmackDown and Owen stays on SmackDown. So they, it was just like last week, I felt like was the first time yeah. they made it clear that Owens is on SmackDown regardless. And if Jericho won, then he, he, he would go. 
Um, great for SmackDown. So from what I understand, Jericho's gone after this week. I'm off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably dropping the title on Tuesday. I don't know if it's back to Owens and they do some sort of injury angle to write him off TV. There you go. Or they do it to someone like Corbin or, or, or someone like that. It can't be. It has to be KO. He is the face of America right now. That's his new shtick. <laughs> the good thing, though, with getting it off of KO is you can get him back in that world title picture. You know what I mean? Oh, KO? Yeah. I, I like that part of it, but then what do you do with the whole face of America? They put time into this. <laughs> I thought that was punishment when I was reading online that Vince is basically making him wear a suit now because he won't work on his gut. And that this is sort of like his punishment angle is this face of America thing. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know, but you know how the rumors are online. One, you know, sometimes one person's opinion. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it could be AJ Tuesday. But so, uh, for those that don't know, this was blowing up on Twitter. Fozzy Jericho's band has shows booked like every Tuesday night going forward, and has a show the night of Backlash. So it's impossible for Jericho to go on SmackDown beyond this week. Right. So they'll probably do an injury angle or something. You know. I think it'll happen. I think he'll do. I think he'll somehow do it and get to his contract. I don't know. It has to happen though. He's not walking out of the company for seven months or whatever the hell long it is with the U.S. title. I don't know. Brock's MIA with the Universal Championship. I mean, apparently we can just get by without it. There's a there's a difference between Brock and the the world title and <laughs> yeah. Jericho with the U.S. title. Hey, I'm stoked, man. I'm going to be at SmackDown Tuesday night. I'm glad I'm going to get to see Jericho's last appearance for a while because I think this has been one of his best runs. I mean, he, he will be missed when he is gone. Definitely. Agreed. Even though I do think he lost a little steam once he turned babyface. Like he, he uh, I don't know. He just doesn't seem quite as. Uh... He did from us, from us that watched the show, I think, because we liked that, 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 that. He was a very entertaining heel. So I think we popped for that. But if you talk about the WWE Universe, Dude, they're loud as hell for him tonight and all through this baby face run. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, the match itself was good tonight. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll be honest. This was one of the matches along with Joe versus Rollins that I thought dragged on a little. Hmm. I thought this match was better than the WrestleMania match, but I thought the WrestleMania match uh, didn't quite click. So, uh, but yeah, I I mean, once it was over, it it wasn't like I was uh, remembering it or, you know, thinking what a great match but i i thought it was a good match yeah definitely definitely good match well in terms of momentum and that's the thing for me that's why when we got to the house of horrors it was like man what an abrupt switch from what came before it because i thought this was a solid way to kick off the show and then following this with austin aries versus neville um were you surprised matt that uh that aries only won by dq and did not get the title tonight i i think they're between a rock and a hard place because you have neville who there's no more chase. Once once he wins the title, um, um, Aries, then what? Right. You know I, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Neville's such a good heel right now. He, he's this this cocky, arrogant prick that you just want to see him get, you know, his finally and lose that title. So you give it to him this quick. I, I, I don't know. As a friend, I wanted to see him win that title, of course. But, like, business-wise, it's better for Aries if he doesn't win it right now because he got the, he got the kill tubers of one stone. He got the visual victory tonight. Yeah, everyone saw live and direct that he could beat him. Yeah, you know, so that there's something to be said for that, and the chase still goes on, so we get to see more good matches, which is cool. Yeah, I think that's the first time that 
I, I could be wrong, but I think that's the first time like Neville hasn't won a, a singles match in the cruiserweight division. Feels like it. He's been dominant with everything. Yeah, so it, it gives Aries something. It keeps it going because yeah, like like Matt said, there's just nobody else on that level, and and that's why I almost like don't like that they went to Aries already because mm. you, you're kind of at your two best guys right 100%. away instead of maybe building it you know for later, but um. But yeah, I thought, this match I thought was really good. Obviously, anytime you do a DQ finish, it's you know it's kind of a groan. But I totally understand why they did it, and I, I think it was the right yeah. call. It got good heat. I mean, I mean, it depends what kind of heat you guys look at. But I thought that was good heat personally. I did. Yeah. And let's point out, I don't know if you guys thought this. This seemed like the most over the loudest pop the cruiserweights have gotten in. God, I mean, the la- yes. best I remember. Yeah. This- Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead. Aries is so good. You see him at the end, like he's so good at getting the crowd going, even on nights where they're dead. He's yeah. so good with his body language to when it's time to go into his comeback. He'll sell his injury, but then start firing up just the right way where it doesn't look too hokey. And it looks like he's hoking himself up a little bit, but it looks good. It doesn't look corny. Like he's a he's a much better babyface than I thought. I've always liked Austin as a heel. I think he's a tremendous heel. One of my favorite acts. But as a face, I really never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He's a good face. He is. I still think he's a better heel, but he is a good. He he has been doing a been doing a good job as a face. I almost think you uh, you remember when uh, Stone Cold turned heel, and instead of going with Triple H as a babyface, they were just this heel, you know, twosome that would just ran roughshod yeah. on everybody. I almost yep. think it'd be cool if you had Aries and Neville as two heels, just <laughs> destroying that division. And then you get back to them feuding again. So at least, you know, for oh, a while, cool. you know, yeah. it, it, it it keeps them separate as far as, uh, you know, singles matches. And, and Austin's entertaining. Mean, Austin, yeah, Austin Aries is entertaining enough to pull off some of those segments that would need to happen. Those pre-tapes and promos, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that Austin Triple H were doing that set it up perfectly. Yeah. You know? Um, and tonight, though, I think it also goes to show, man, just having the crowd on your side. Like, it did put a little extra, you know, spring in their step, it seems. Yeah, this sounded the loudest uh, the crowd was for a cruiserweight match since they started the division last year. They put it on the right time of the show as well. They didn't screw them and try to, uh, what do you, what's the word, bookshelf them, you know what I mean? Between right. Long segments. They finally did the guys justice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good, uh, really enjoyable. Tonight. This might have been the best match on the show. I was going to say, that was one of my favorite matches for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Raw t- tag team title match, Sheamus and Cesaro versus Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Now, the Hardys did retain, but uh, one thing of note after this, we saw the heel turn with uh, Sheamus and Cesaro attacking mm-hmm. Matt and Jeff. But what did you think of the match overall, Matt? Good match. Um, don't care about them turning heel at the end, quite honestly. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I- you can't help but notice the Matt Hardy stuff, right? You guys were you guys were seeing that, right? Like he started to try to put some of that broken persona out there, right? I'm yeah, he he did it more tonight than I mean. You, you're seeing him add on to it every week, and it, you know he had most of it tonight. Like even his backstage promo with Golden yeah. Truth. I like it. I mean, I do. Um, but uh, the match itself, you know, a typical, uh, you know, Hardy Hardy match, Judge. Jeff Hardy gets an incredible amount of sympathy, so why not put the heat on him? The downside of that, though, is you don't get a big Jeff Hardy comeback because of that. You give the Matt Hardy comeback, and Matt Hardy can blow a great comeback, but not like Jeff. Yeah. 
So it's like a double-edged sword there. Like Jeff is the better seller, but he's also the better guy to make the hot tag to as well. Yeah. As far as excitement goes, but you know, I don't, the bumps that guy takes, holy crap. Yeah. That one through the ropes where he, yes. like, he, he was just like straight flat to the outside. I was like, damn. I don't know how he's able to do this. I don't get it. Yeah. I think, um, you see the pops kind of dying a little bit. Uh, not, yeah. I mean, it's not quiet by any means when they come out. I mean, the crowd still pop big for him, but it, you know, it's getting fans are getting more used to him and they're kind of getting back to their old roles. And I think, and which is fine for now because then when you do the split, you do, you have Matt go off doing the broken thing. Uh, you, you want to do it more organically than just do it too quick. So, that's true. I also think they're putting them on TV way too often. Mm. Yeah. Like those two are in tag matches every week. Now, part of me is going, well, that's, they're supposed to bolster that tag division. That's why they're there. So you got to kind of put them in the tag team scenarios that are on Raw every week. I get, I guess I get that part of it. But the other part of me is going, these are humongous stars. If you want to, you want to reserve or, or hold that pop a little bit longer, this uh, nostalgia pop, you can't put them out every week. Yeah. Especially when, you know, the previous two weeks, they beat Cesaro and Sheamus in separate matches. And then they, you know, the, uh, you, so you beat the challengers already, then you beat them again. And uh, obviously it's going to keep going now that they kind of turned Cesaro and Sheamus heel. And I'm glad that they did that. I think it, Cesaro could use, uh, you know, a change. He's been a kind of a bland baby face for a while. And, uh, and Sheamus, you know, he, he just, he's just way better as a heel. Yep. And uh, yeah, tomorrow night we get that rebuilding of the tag division with the golden truth, probably versus the Hardys. <laughs> So we'll see yeah, I mean, if, that if, was so random. If it's just a raw match, it's fine, um, because again, you don't want them wrestling Cesaro and Sheamus every week. So, but it's, think about it. think about how random that was. Them going backstage and saying, "Hey, we want to take. We're taking on the winners." That's like freaking what's his name? A uh, Lucha guy. What's his name? Lucha Dragon. Uh, Sin Cara or Callisto. Just showing up, you know, in, in Brock Lesnar's locker room and saying, <laughs> "I want me and you next week." You'd be like, "What? Get your ass back of the line." But and you know what though, Gold it's kind of where it's yeah. kind of where they're going right now is putting the jobbers in the the title matches right now. And you Gold know, like, brought back the stuff, the mind games thing at the end. It was an old classic Gold Dust. I mean, they got Breezango on SmackDown getting a title shot. You know, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> Living in an opposite world when the jobbers are uh, taken over. Um, Matt, let me. Add. I, I want to ask you something. Do wrestlers get, because um, I've heard this from a few people, but do they get genuinely upset uh, when they're referred to as a jobber? Or do Absolutely. They, it's incredibly disrespectful, yes. Even though they, even yes. when they clearly are? Well, yes. Like, what, how, how should, what's the uh, respectful way to refer to that? If you want, if you want, why can't, they don't have to be called anything. Call them opening, maybe an opening act. Like, if you ever notice another thing wrestling fans call guys are mid-carders. This guy's a mid-carder. Well, shit, at your rate, you're saying every guy on the roster is a mid-carder. That, mm. can't be the, that can't be the case. Right. So what I would do is I call, I don't know. I don't think you have to label it any which way, but you can say this dude loses all the time. Or either way, you can't be excited about that as the wrestler. Yeah, you know, because because when you're going like, from losing every week to the world title picture, it just it's easier to say going from jobbing every week to – to the world title picture as i mean i see know. both sides if you take yourself so seriously i could see someone getting a wrestler getting upset at it but i've seen wrestlers upset at it so that's why i'm saying it yeah. um 
I, I don't think if I lost a match next week on Impact and then two weeks later, I, I'm back to normal, I'm called a job. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know. I, I think uh, if it's a guy that continues losing, like let's say Brooklyn Brawler, right? Yeah. Or yeah. someone like that back in the day or whatnot, or, or you call it the enhancement talent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could see that. I mean, and that's the thing. I think uh, it's almost like some guys seem to just get on a streak with that or they get relegated to uh, the main event superstars where, you know, I mean, it's, Bo Dallas has had some wins on those shows, but he's not. Here, here's what it is. Here's yeah. what it is. What it, I'll be honest, guys. This is what I think it is. I think it's you haven't walked an inch in a wrestler's shoes. You haven't taken the bumps. You haven't been in a ring. You haven't done any of that stuff. So I think there's a certain disrespectful tone with the word jobber. In, in disrespectful connotation. So if if a guy off the street says that, you're like, Are you fucking kidding me? I would beat the dog shit out of you, and you're calling me a jobber, right? You know what I mean? You could, or better yet, you couldn't do two seconds of what I do in a ring, and you're gonna call me a jobber? Like, like I could see that side of it. I can't. Yeah, but I think it's more to referring to like the the role that that wrestler's role a lot of times. Like you know, in in a movie, you, you have extras, you have like how, you hear how it's said though, right? Come on, it's not saying here comes the jobber. it's never said in a positive connotation right but if you're if you were to talk about like the passing of someone who was just there losing every week like iron mike sharp when he passed away you would not call him a job or i would kill you you no not in his epitaph but when you're describing him you he was you know he was there to he was an opening act on the card that may not have won every match but blah 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 not because he's on TV every week, and you know it's not necessarily the opening match because they ha- they had all those jobber matches back then, right? The superstar against the jobber. I mean, enhancement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just always think about that. And there was that footnote that you could make a really good career out of being "quote unquote" jobber to the stars and being the guy that is in the main event, but you just keep losing. You know, I just like when I was on SmackDown or, or, or yeah. even Impact when I first got there early on. In 07, like they gave me a bunch of enhancement talents to build me up. Yeah, I never one time referred to those guys as jobbers. Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when discussing to my wife who I wrestled against, you know what I mean. I just think it, I don't know. That's my opinion, but it doesn't mean it's the right one. I don't know. Yeah. No, I know. It's funny you mentioned that. So uh, I don't know if you guys covered it, but in the last round of who they let go from NXT, tough enough winner Josh. Um, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't let go. Uh, wait, Josh Burdell. No, yeah, he wasn't let go. Really? Uh, that story yeah. was everywhere. Yeah, but that wasn't true. He's still the big there. action. Bronson Matthews is still in NXT. He is. Yep. Oh wow. On TV. And I don't think he's been on TV. Uh, he's just been working. He's just been working the the live shows. But yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, rumor killer. There you go. It came out a day yeah. ago. Um, well, I was gonna say, famously, there was an exchange that happened on Twitter a year ago, right? When he called the social outcasts the social jobbers, and then half the roster, the main roster, went off on him. Basically, said, you know, you're if you ever make it to the main roster, you're dressing in uh, the restroom. We're not letting you in the locker room. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. see where it's an offensive term. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we've digressed. Let's get we've back. Been <laughs> We'll no longer use that word. Well, no, I don't know about that, but we'll I, would kid, I would just be twice as careful as an outsider saying it too. Oh, us. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm going to try and find another term for it. You know, uh, kind of like the Harlem Wizards, the team that always loses to the Globetrotters. You know, it's like there's got to be something else out there. <laughs> Watch in general. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, it took too okay. long. Go ahead. So let's talk about – no, this is good. This is the insider stuff, Matt. We want this. Okay, so let's talk about tonight. Hometown upset. Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. Bailey's hometown. Uh, 
<laughs> Bailey lost. New Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. So now Alexa becomes the first to have the distinction of holding the Raw Women's title and the SmackDown Women's title at separate times. Um, what did you think of the match they put on, Matt? Fuck, uh, sorry. Freaking awesome. <laughs> awesome match. Everything. This is my second favorite match in the card, actually. Um, everything that, 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 that they did was so well thought out. Obviously, well rehearsed, but I don't care. It was still entertaining. It was entertaining to me. The, the important stuff that they did, the kick out, she goes flying into the turn, like the, the little things, dude. Those are so hard to pull off. Um, and the timing involved could have been drastically just by by a centimeter could have thrown that match off. And uh, just the precision that was involved for girls being so young as they are in their career, I was very impressed with. Um, Alexa Bliss is frigging money. Obviously, we all know that. Um, I just. Let me ask you guys something. You don't think she's awesome? I love watching her, but is there ever a part of you that gets disconnected because of like how tiny she is? It, like she doesn't just look like some little kid like to you sometimes, or like if you're looking through the channels, you don't watch wrestling, you stop there. You're like that girl's a champion, right? Yeah, I, I it hasn't happened so much yet because she hasn't had that big size disparity. Like if she did, like if she wrestled Charlotte, I think you'd notice it a lot more. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. But there hasn't been anyone that's too big yet. Um, and I'm being super before I be I'm over analytical. She's probably one of my favorite acts on this show, though. No, she's she great. Presence. Her presence she's, is huge. Yep. Body language, her facials, everything is on point. No, oh she's great, God. and she knows how to react to the crowd. She can she can shut them up when they're you know when they're not going her way. She's a, she's a natural in the ring. Yeah. At least with you know with the promos and everything and how she carries herself. Her and her and her wrestling is has gotten a lot better too. Oh yeah, hell yeah, she's a stud athlete. She's a world class athlete. Yeah. yeah, she's fantastic. You know, when I uh, went to my first NXT show, it was like in a metal festival under a tent, and just seeing her live, the way she just commands the crowd and everything. I mean, yeah, her presence is really what sells it for me. I think she's good in the ring, but. I definitely see her as a champion. And tonight, the fact that it's her that went over Bailey makes it a lot more palatable. Um, but yeah, the match itself tonight I thought was great. And I mean, talk about suspension of disbelief when Bailey hit the ring post and then got the pin after that. To me, I mean, that it all just seemed very believable. It was fast. It was very well done. It really was. And a DDT is the right finish, by the mm -hmm. way. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was a. Really clever finish, and yeah, a great ending to a good match. Just too bad Vince has this fascination with uh, having people uh, losing their hometowns in their hometowns. Be embarrassed. Always yeah. happens. Yeah, but Alexa's the one to do that because, I mean, even in the promo she cut before tonight on the Raw last week, just a great job of uh, selling what that was going to be like. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on Raw tomorrow. Yeah, um, the one thing I think is it just seems a little too soon to already put the title on her. I would have done a DQ or something so, so to keep it going another you know month or two because she, she just came on Raw a couple weeks ago. They haven't really built this feud that much. So uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see a little more uh, beforehand, but. Still, I, I have no problem with Alexa being champ, and I think I think she's great. Yeah, I feel like they just don't have a plan for the women's division, or if they have a plan, <laughs> it keeps changing. Well, I mean, now you could do Alexa and Bailey, you could do Alexa sure. and Sasha. You know, you got you got Mickey, so you got a bunch of options. So Mickey, yep. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, so let's talk about uh, 
what I'm assuming is no one's match of the night. In fact, if this was your match of the night, please leave in the comments and explain why. Uh, part one of the House of Horrors match, which started with Randy Orton riding shirtless in a limousine <laughs> <laughs> to a house in the middle. Of the I'll give him credit, though. Randy wrestling in pants tonight. I was like, that gear actually looked pretty good on him. It was just ridiculous. He was showing up at a house in his ring gear. I thought that was uh, kind of strange. Yeah. That was just to avoid, dude, dude, trust me when I tell you, that was to avoid bumps and scratches in that house. That's all the reason he was wearing pants and, the, and elbow pads as well. He should have worn a yeah. shirt, too. Damn, man, what is the, you know? He's, he was willing to run the wrist so you to see his abs. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So we, we cut to, what was that, like a 10-minute video that felt like it was an hour long? Um, yeah, it did. Oh, my God. And so on Twitter, everyone was talking about it. Everyone was chanting boring. They were booing it that was there in the arena because if you paid for tickets, man, that must have wow. sucked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, at one when, point, they, when they I tell you right off the bat that it's going to end up in the ring, <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? <laughs> Just do it in the ring. <laughs> no? Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just it should seem organic, like with the Roddy Piper – uh, gold. That's what I was hoping. Like this would turn into. I thought the Piper Goldust thing ended up being great, and I thought maybe they could pull something like that off. But this was just so freaking stupid. Let's go back to that. Come on. He was Roddy Pipe. We had the white Ford Bronco right <laughs> down the interstate. Come on. I was watching that the other day. I was like, this is so tacky. I can't believe I thought this was cool at one point. <laughs> other than the Bronco, time. though, like you know the 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 shots that Piper was giving Goldust and, and and their brawl and him hitting him with that baseball bat. It wasn't one of the. I mean, I'm sure it was gimmicks in in a way, but you saw uh, Goldust's head, you know, bruise up and bleeding. Definitely. Um, I think I think we give things in the past, especially when they're in the bigger eras, the golden era, the '80s, let's say, and then like the Attitude Era. I think we give it these things huge passes sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. Andre the Giant versus Big John Studd. That was my favorite big man feud. I went back and watched that when I signed with WWE as a feud like to take stuff from. And I was like, this is rotten. Right. This yeah. was horrible. This right. was warm against each other's chest for 20 minutes. This was rotten. You, you know and, what this – yeah, go ahead. And you don't know the difference because back in the time, it was – we just I just think we give – rightfully so because these are legends. But I think we – we, we, we fail to realize what happens 15, from, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, of how people are going to look at certain things that happen today. Now, well, to an extent, but, you know, also I remember 22 years ago um, when Hulk Hogan entered the Dungeon of Doom. You remember that? I don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> how I felt. I, don't, I, I hope I felt it was tacky. I remember thinking it was so corny and dumb as hell. You know, when he's like touching the – Oh, the, uh, the water and he's like oh it's hot ah. yeah remember, <laughs> and horrible. it was stupid then it was stupid now I, it's true. And, and that's what this reminded me of it reminded me of hogan <laughs> going into dungeon of doom <laughs> with hogan though hogan was i mean literally a cartoon character in the 80s i think you could put him in a variety of scenarios glenn you got to rewatch this one this uh, one uh, yeah i remember um, but also, entertainment wasn't as good back then. We had what ten channels, you know, and five of them were on UHF. I mean, that's true. We had Baywatch going on, and I was yeah. decent acting at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, entertainment's so much better now. So it's with tonight with this. I mean, look, the, and I'm not even saying that the segment so much 
I mean, it was it was perfectly the like you said earlier, Matt. Like it was shot well. I thought stuff like the fridge segment and some of the the uh, hits they were doing in the house. I thought that was creative. It's just you're doing this as the highlight match of your pay per view as like the big thing you've been hyping up this whole time. The survey they sent out to people was talking about chainsaws and fire and all sorts of other stuff. Oh, that, that would have been, been awesome. No, that would have been even cheesier. I'm just what hoping are you going to do with the chainsaw? For, I'm hoping they're saving that for great <laughs> balls. Swing slow in this for yeah. a while. Right, yeah. They're going to use it in a normal way. You know, like they use a sledgehammer in the ring. Everybody puts their hand over the top of it and then pokes the guy in the ribs, you know? Perfectly normal. Why can't he just go out into the yard and chop down a tree with a chainsaw? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's the middle of the match. So, so the my, house was yeah. for sale in Missouri for like $36,000, the house that they use. So it, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> I doubt they bought it, but I'm sure they just fixed it up and used it. But anyway, just a little piece of trivia. <sighs> this could I mean, I'm not saying this could have been great, but it could have been better than it was. And it was just like, I think we're wasting time talking about yes. it. It was hokey. It was a, like it. Yes. A momentum I'm killer on the show. Was, yeah, definitely a momentum. Killer. Yeah. A momentum killer to discuss. I don't <laughs> think I saw any any positive comments on it on like our Twitter feed, on our comment section. I think, I mean, I think it was pretty much unanimously, unanimously negative. But anyway, let's go. Okay. On. So in your mind, Matt Rollins versus Samoa Joe, did that recover for you or was that tainted by what came before it? I thought that was a match that went on too long. And that was my favorite. That was the match I was looking forward to the most. Yeah. I know both guys and I'm a huge, I like both guys on top of it. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I thought it went on a little bit, a little bit too long. I don't know why I have that feeling, but I'm telling you, as the match was going on, I'm like this is this is really going by slow. I don't know why it is to me, but it just is. I wonder again. I wonder if the previous thing just kind of killed us the momentum Maybe. a little to where it was hard. It was hard for me to get into this match. Because those two guys, those guys are way too good for this to happen. I'm thinking, you know. So like, we should blame it on the, the other. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, this was. I, I was a little disappointed with how the build for this match has been. It's been kind of like an afterthought, whereas I felt like it should be promoted just to like a lot more, like one of the main events. And you almost forget that this was one of the matches on the show. Yeah. And uh, I had, you know, I thought, but I thought uh, the match was good, but I, it it was lacking a little bit. And I think that mm -hmm. you know the momentum and everything from before. Hey guys, give me one second. I'm here at home with my with my three year old. Give me one second. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Glenn? Oh, man, I, same thing. I mean, it was, it was like, okay, now's your chance to win me back, guys. Like, I just sat through this, digested it. Now I wanted so much for this just to come and knock it out of the park. I'm, I'm really surprised they didn't put um, Bailey and Alexa in this position um, because that was, was so well done. You know that. Yeah, much. but again, you put something well done. Oh yeah. In, in the death spot, it, it could have killed. Yeah, so. Um, so I guess it's good that was protected from this. Matt, let me ask you, what's the hardest match you ever had to follow? Oh, God, probably one of the next Division two matches with AJ <laughs> in it or something. Um, yeah. Kurt, no, Kurt, Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles. Wow. Me, me mm -hmm. and Joe had to follow that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> We're like, yeah. what the? Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be hard for, yeah, anybody. Seriously. Yeah, Guys, this is, I'm horrible. Let me go shut this off. I'm so sorry. Yeah. When it's thinking about it, it's probably easier to follow. I mean, you see this in comedy, you see this in music. It's probably a lot easier to follow a bad act than a good act. 
because you can get there and be like, okay, we're going to get everyone back. But to follow a great act, it's like, oh, crap, I'm the cooldown. Like that would suck too. You know? Well, it's 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 both ways because if if something just kills the crowd, you have to be special to get them back. You know, you see that all the time where you there's just some bad match that just quiets the crowd and it's hard to get it back. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think about that about the House of Horror the House of Horrors match maybe doing that to that match, but I think you might be right because yeah, because especially the fans in the crowd, they're just sitting there watching a screen for 15 minutes, you know, before this came on. So, so they were just watching on the big jumbo screen. That was it. Yeah. And hmm. booing and chanting. <laughs> yeah. uh, before the House of Horrors match, because, I mean, this was in San Jose tonight. I was like, oh, I kind of wish we'd gone. You know, this is pretty solid pay-per-view. And then that came on, and it was like, oh, no, we dodged a bullet there. Um, right. Yeah, it was bad. So, yeah, I think Rollins and Joe, I think that definitely uh, tainted the crowd a bit. I think uh, it was that much harder, especially because they were sandwiched between that, right? I mean, so we saw that match, and then, boom, we got House of Horrors Part 2, bringing it into the arena. I mean, that's, just- yeah. And then Joe beat clean, you know, yeah, is it, like that. He had one pay-per-view match before with Sammy, but this is his first big pay-per-view match and, you know, kind of yeah, can beat clean right off the bat. His shoulder was up. I, I don't know if they'll, it was an accident or if they'll use it as a storyline. Uh, but man, you know, I, I, I'm getting worried about how he's going to be used on this main roster. If he's you know, losing right off the bat. Yeah, me too. Sometimes it, it goes the other way. Let's hope it does. I, I don't know how it doesn't. I mean, everything he does in that ring is like spot on perfect from his jabs to everything. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a whole different level of intensity than anybody else I see on that show. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe yeah. in Joe. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, he doesn't have the body that would make me be scared of somebody, let's say. But once that bell rings, I believe everything he does. I remember that working with him at TNA and watching our stuff back going. I believe his shit more than my own. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I believe yeah. in his offense, like his punches, his kicks, his stomps, his chops, more so than even my own. And, and, and I'm pretty, I'm a pretty arrogant guy. And I, I'm, I'm like, going, there's something to be said for that. And he has that more than anybody on that roster. If you watch, everything he does is with just this malicious, this malice intent. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, they've got to stop screwing with it. And it's got to start paying off in victories. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy, one thing we forgot to mention during his match, but he lost a tooth after uh, really did, during huh? his match. Yeah. About. Okay. yeah. And so there's video. If you go to Wrestling Inc. right now, you'll see a video of uh, the, the broken tooth and mm. him getting medical attention for it. <laughs> so. Man. So here's the good news about this with Joe. This is like how I feel about this pay-per-view tonight. They cleared out all the stuff, all the old stuff, all the stuff they sort of got stuck with. Tomorrow night on Raw is a chance to start anew. We got rid of the House of Horrors match. We got rid of the weird stipulation with Kevin Owens going to SmackDown, coming over to do this match. You know, I feel that now Raw can chart its own course post-Superstar shakeup. There was a lot of leftover tonight. And at live events now, they're going to start sticking with the new brands because they they still had, you know, the old, the people that had moved Switch brands still working like their old uh, brands. So now it's all it's hmm. all, you know, set going forward. Well, good. I'm excited to see that. Um, so, you know, part two of the House of Horrors match, I mean, I guess the big thing to talk about here is the way in which Bray Wyatt ultimately got the win, which was Jinder Mahal after uh, him and the the Singh brothers. Sure. Yeah, after Jinder stole the title on SmackDown. Man, what a segment that was this past week. Jinder shows up to beat Randy with the title. Um, so, 
I want to get your take on that, Matt, since you're not on our Wednesday SmackDown recap. What do you think about Jinder just now being at this level, being the number one contender? I love it. I, I think yeah. I think here's one that looks the part. Um, again, he's not some five foot six guy coming in there, or he's not some fat out of shape dude with bitch tits coming in there. Mm. He's a guy coming in there that looks the part. I think he's still yelling a little bit too much in his promos, and he needs to chill out. Um, but nonetheless, physically looks the part. I think he can definitely wrestle the part. There's no question about that. Um, and, you know, only time will tell what they do after this is done. I hope he's able to earn his way to stay way underneath that that, that main event, maybe the Intercontinental, Intercontinental U.S. champion type of level, you know, wrestler. Hmm. You know, well, he's not going to stay in the main event forever. Obviously, I hope. He I does. think he. I think he could be a main event heel, or at least a mid card. I definitely do. I, I'm just yeah. being realistic with. I, I know Vince. Yeah. I hope he's. Yeah, I hope he's able to be talked. Uh, you know, Hunter, whoever else is there, will be able to talk him up enough to keep him in that spot. Because here's the thing: as much as I love him, his promos are not main event yet. He's still mm-hmm. yelling into the mic. He's still cutting '80s facial promos. Yeah, yeah, his promos definitely have that, uh, like someone that's trying to play pro wrestler, like when you're when you're imitating a pro wrestler to a friend, you know, that's like the kind of promo you'd cut. But to your point, Matt, he does kind of look the part. Like when he was in the ring there tonight, like the Singh brothers don't, you know, they look like two scrawny guys. But when Jinder was in there, he looked like, you know, he belonged. Now, my, again, my issue has always been, I don't mind you pushing him, uh, just don't give him some wins and get him some steam before you do it. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know that uh, they didn't do it that way, but he does look the part and man, I'm telling you Orton bores the crap out of me right now. So I actually wouldn't mind gender winning <laughs> and, and, you me know, either. facing like AJ styles and, and moving. Oh yeah. 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 That's great. I, I'm all for that. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. No, I loved seeing him tonight. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential. Maybe you know what it is, is that I don't think he has a disconnect that just because you're angry doesn't mean you have, it doesn't mean you have to yell all the time. Well, well here's what it is. A guy is, as a guy who used to do that, like my yeah. first five years into my career, I'll tell you what it is. He doesn't know who he is. He, they're not letting him be who he really is. Yeah. Okay. So when that happens, like look at my stuttering character, I had to stutter in my promos. I don't know how to do that shit. You know, I do it to my best of my ability, but I don't really know how to do that. Right. It's not something that naturally I do. So when you're putting someone in a situation that's unnatural, it's going to come across as hokey more times than not. Yeah. And, and they're putting him in this spot where he's playing this character, because that's what it is at times to me when he's talking, this 80s character of Vince's idea of what a Middle Easterner should be playing, unfortunately, still stuck behind the times. And why can't he just be a guy that's in today's day and age who talks like me and you, who just happens to be of that descent? I don't understand why that's so hard to do. And that his promos will be better because of it. He won't be yelling. Yeah, I agree 100%. And technically not even of Middle Eastern descent. But, you are I mean, they're playing him that way. I mean, that's, They're playing no. him that way. He's not, yeah. but that's what they're making him look like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they're, they're playing him as Indian, but he's actually from Canada. Yeah, but yeah. of Indian descent. Is he from Canada? Yeah. <laughs> oh lord what, what, I don't get it just get out of these people's way and let them be themselves like whatever I'll shut up no it's good I mean look man in fact with I mean I think gender you want to talk anger so forget this weird anti-American thing I think you know to what you pointed out before it's like gender's anger should be that he puts in more of the work yes. on his body than anyone else in the roster and he's pissed off that he keeps getting passed over for these scrawny guys these out of shape guys like Kevin Owens 
and Jinder deserves a, a real shot, you know? Yep. Right there. Yeah, that's and a lot better. And people will be like, well, as a heel, you shouldn't be saying things that are necessarily too true because then the crowd will agree with him. Well, then that's when you turn on the crowd and go, and I look better than each and every one of you, too. So I don't exactly. know what you're talking about. You're the dude bitch tits I'm talking about. That's yeah, why like, we like You know, it's like when they did the whole uh, make uh, Darren Young great again. If you had someone like just doing clips of gender working out with somebody and it's like working out to, you know, like get in the main event shape and you know destroy people and 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 you you go that route i, I just think it's a lot more believable and and, and yeah. not as uh not as hokey yep. and, and in fact one better how many times both alexa and charlotte use that genetic superiority like good breeding good upbringing it's like gender's like forget your next superiority i actually worked for this you know and you're telling me that i'm lesser than a lot of these guys i mean it's true you know i love your point about turning on the crowd it's absolutely true the, us smarks we we love Kevin Owens because he looks like one of us, you know, and I think Jinder could just be amazingly genuine and come across really well that way. So it's yeah. sad they're not doing it. Yeah, dude, cheering for me right now in the third row. You're just as bad. Put a bra on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, man. So uh, we closed the night with with what I think was an up point was uh, an improvement over the whole House of Horrors nonsense. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, an extensive match that was notable uh, for one Roman losing clean, but uh, two that it continued over into Raw talk after the show. Uh, but that being said, uh -huh. Matt, I didn't see it. Don't tell me that part. Oh, I'm sorry. They're just there was just some backstage, you know. I'm not done with you yet. Blah blah blah. Um, Roman said he's not done with him. Well, no, but then Braun Braun did that. I'm not done. Oh, he attacked uh, him again. Yeah, you didn't see that. I I, I thought we were gonna stop, not start the podcast after I figured you guys were watching also because I was watching that. I'm like, oh, this is going on into Raw talk. That's kind of weird. No, it shut off that. when Roman was walking by the booth and denying the what do you call it? The, the yeah. The, no, they had him backstage. Um, and just uh, like, and then Roman like uh, hit Braun with like the ambulance door into a pile of empty cardboard boxes, which I thought was a nice touch. So, uh, did, so yeah. So how did it end? Who who was who was I, like standing? Once they went to uh, well, Roman was standing, and Braun kind of like was keeled over. But then uh, once they went to Jerry and Renee, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we better start the podcast. Roman Reigns should be dead. They should be picking him up with a spatula. <laughs> Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. I'm glad they didn't show this in the paper. I hope no fans saw that actually because it's <laughs> bad for his character. This was his opportunity to get sympathy. Yeah, right. obviously the the arena was booing the crap out of him and saying you deserve it. But nonetheless, I, I can, can I just say something about that real quick? Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you people? Whether you like Roman Reigns or not, and you deserve it. Like, <laughs> like he's the guy who has his pen and puts it to paper in the back locker room area and says, I'm going to wrestle this guy, and I'm going to go over every single time. Or I'm the guy that's going to beat this guy. And I'm he doesn't make any of those decisions. That's the office. So instead of hating on a guy with such vitriol, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just such – I don't know what the word is. It's a no. different kind of hate, guys. I know you feel yeah. it. Yeah, it's like venom. Yeah, like yell at the office. Start chanting fire Russo or something. <laughs> <laughs> But but not like I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like this guy busts his ass. I, I don't know. I get you don't like him being shoved down your throat. I understand this, but he ain't the one doing it. But at yeah. the same time, to, to be, they are saying you deserve it to a worked injury. Like it, it's one thing if it was like a real injury. Yeah, if and it was like they were getting knocked out last year. You know right. what it is? Maybe it's me hoping as a baby face. Like, there's times I can maybe fool these people into thinking maybe a little bit of me is hurt right here because I am kind of spitting up blood. You should have sympathy on me a little bit here. F you for not having it. 
Yeah. Oh, I bought it at the end before I figured it was uh it was, before it was a little too looked too a little too blood capsule-y. I was the end I was like, oh Roman looks really legitimately hurt. And then I was like, no, not not buying it. Uh but he sold, he did sell. He did sell it pretty I, well. I thought he did a great job selling, I thought. Yeah. At, at the end. I mean he he looked like he got ran over by a truck. So yeah, I thought sure did. He put he put Braun over strong, you know. So yeah, Braun looked I love he looked awesome tonight. Yeah. Awesome. That was a great match. What has to happen though? Like, like, how do they get away from this after second time in a row, pay per view in a row with them chant or no second time in a row them chanting "You deserve it" after their top babyface almost being killed, literally killed? Because remember the the the, the ambulance being tipped over and them chanting "You deserve it" too <laughs> that week. Like, what has to happen for Roman Reigns, the character, just to be like, "F you, people, I'm over you." You know what I mean? Like, what has to happen? Oh, Nothing, because be Vince, Vince is not going to do it. Vince yeah. will not allow Reigns to, to turn it's, heel. How is it not natural at this point? How is it not natural in every sense of the word for him not to be infuriated with the, with the fan? Yeah. It's, it, it does, and, and you, you've seen every other time in the past when they've gone with what the fans kind of want. It works out for the best when they were, you know, the rock is obviously a, a big one uh, when, you know, fans were chanting die Rocky die and, and booing the hell out of them. They turned him heel. They went with it and uh, you know, it got over huge. There's, yeah. there's no reason why you shouldn't do it because you could turn him back baby face down the road. Anyway, at least try it out and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Hey, the Daniel Bryan stuff, CM Punk stuff. Like when they listen to the fans, it, I thought it turned out great in both, all those scenarios. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I could almost see Vince trying to play into this since the next Raw pay-per-view is Extreme Rules and coming out giving one of his speeches again about how, you know, the fans are bloodthirsty and all that stuff. Uh, I, I wonder what they're going to do for the next one because do they have Reigns loose to Braun again? Because Lesnar's not defending until the next pay-per-view, which we'll talk about here in a minute <laughs> once we're done. Sorry, every, every couple, like, yeah, every so often these past couple days, I remember what the next pay per view is called. Uh, after the <laughs> rules, and it's just just giggle maniacally. Um, yeah, it's great. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the path is, but yes, Brock will indeed be back for Great Balls of Fire in July. Yeah, Great Balls of Fire. You guys are expecting a bigger pop from me, and I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like, I worked for this company. Nothing surprises no. me. Vince's face on it is ridiculous. That's what I thought. <laughs> Unless that was like a screenshot I saw. Is Vince like dressed as Caesar? On no. The front of this? <laughs> no, no. Oh, then I just saw a random tweet that somebody posted with Vince. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? Somebody tweeted at us. I think this is somebody tweeted at us just even what the name of it was. I thought that was a fan working us being, you know, like making fun of something. <laughs> I was like, oh, it can't really be that. And then I was like, nope, it's totally right. that. Okay, great yeah, balls of fire. So Braun saying, Brock and great balls of fire. I will destroy you. Uh, you can't say the pay-per-view. You cannot say that pay-per-view in a promo. I, I, I'm forbidding that whole roster to do it because you're going to sound ridiculous. And it's that's going to be like Lesnar's return. So you're going to be, be having Paul Heyman cutting promos about great balls of fire. <laughs> Paul will have to clown it a little bit somewhere in there. He has oh, to. my gosh. I want to see how he gets around that act. That would be interesting to see. All I'm saying is, by what the hell? Is, how can they think that's a good idea? They have all the WCW names that they could use. They could use Great American Bash, uh, you know, Spring Stampede or any Stampede. 
Um, and and they go with great balls of fire. <laughs> nothing oh for nothing. God. I always thought WCW's pay-per-view names overall from top to bottom were much better. I thought so too. Halloween Havoc, I thought was badass. Uh, War Games. War Games. Uh, Starcade, I thought always thought was solid. Starcade was a big sounding one. Yep. Bash at the Beach. Yeah. It, yeah. Paul Brawl is another one. Um, yeah. So they could easily jump into any of those, but they're going with this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bring back NWO sold out. Uh, at this point, um, but no, uh, yeah, Great Balls of Fire. I, to me, this is like Southpaw regional wrestling territory. Although Lethal Leap Year is far more badass. I like Lethal Leap Year better than <laughs> way better. <laughs> Lethal Leap Year. <laughs> oh man, just hopefully in 2020. Guys, I'm sorry. Is there any more new episodes yet? No, there. I, I don't think they're doing it. Just four. Oh. That was it. Remember, the promotion died because there was no leap year that year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Anyway, w, WWE creative really has a wide spectrum, right? Because on one end of the spectrum, there's stuff like that. There's stuff like the backstage beatdown with the ambulance, Festival of Friendship, and then the other end of the spectrum, there's the House of Horrors match. You know, it's like real, real range creative has. Again, I didn't like tonight's House of Horrors match, whatever the hell it's called. Let me be very clear. I do like them taking chances, though. Even though sure. it's it, it was suckiness for 15 minutes straight, I do like the risk they're willing to take. Because one day it could be the risk they take that's something that's incredible that we really, really like. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Matt. Do you think uh, – so, you know, obviously they're leading to Braun against Lesnar, probably at Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> um, do you think <laughs> – do you think uh, you think you have Lesnar beat Braun clean? Keep going, or uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I, I think Braun Braun wins. No, why not? Is there is there a WrestleMania rumor yet? Yeah. Well, remember the WrestleMania rumor is uh, Reigns and Lesnar. Reigns and Le- then oh boy. Um, but do you keep the title on Lesnar all year, or do you have him drop it, win it back? You know, or it could go the. Uh, it doesn't make sense to go the opposite and put on reins and have them face each other at Mania, right? No. I don't know. That's so hard to tell. I just know right now with what, what's going on now in the immediate future, I don't see how Braun – you don't have book Braun to win. And and you got this monster. You've done such a great job booking him, and he's there every week. It almost seems like you should have him beat Lesnar because then you got it on a, a young talent, uh, which they, they haven't made many new stars, and – you got a new monster. You got a new Lesnar, basically. And you could still use Lesnar, and you could do a return match down the road. But I think uh, I think you should have Braun beat Lesnar. And do you have Paul Heyman be his advocate? No, like, yeah. I, I don't think Brock would allow that. Okay. Because Brock's whole thing was he will not do promos. Because that's why they brought him back was uh, he, he, was, he did, did those promos a couple weeks, and he just hated it and was like, you guys got to bring Paul in. So, that, I mean, that's his purpose. It sounds silly now too, because those, it, uh, it's the same thing now with Paul doing Brock's promos. That it, it, it's not near as effective it'd as it used really, to be. It'd be really good for Braun right now. <laughs> Just yelling Paul? isn't doing it for it. Yeah, for absolutely. You? To have Paul, Are you kidding me? Can you imagine? Oh, of course. Yeah, for sure. With him as world champion. If Braun's going to be world champion, he's going to need something. Yeah. But what yeah. that something is, I mean, he's believable because he's a monster. But then there's the old adage, you know, then he's got to talk, right? He's got to say something. And then that's where it's going to 
I don't know. Something needs to be done. I don't know what that is. Something small. Just one little, one little twist. I don't know what it is though. Give him perhaps a stutter or. No, I can't wait to see Brock's face. I want to see Brock's face when Paul Heyman is saying, "My client at Great Balls of Fire." It's gonna just, be brutal. Just see if if Lesnar cracks. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. But Braun, I thought Braun looked great tonight. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was as good as their other match, but I thought it was still good. Yeah, you didn't and, like you didn't like tonight's match. No, I liked it. But it, they remember the one they had at uh, Fastlane that was just like I thought that yeah. one was like off the hook. And and this one was good too, but I I, I thought the their first one was better. Yeah. Um. So final thoughts on tonight's pay per view, Matt. I I don't even know what kind of grade to give it. Honestly, um, I, I liked the early parts of it. I hated the middle of it, and then I liked the very end of it. Um. Yeah. So I don't know what that ranks, guys. Is that a six? Is that a seven? I don't know. Yeah. That's the same here. It's like I liked. Pretty much the whole thing, except for the Orton stuff. But the Orton was so bad, and uh, it, it it and it was two parts. So, you know, I I I'd almost say C plus. I mean, because it killed it killed Seth versus Joe. Man, it hurt it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if if not for the stupid House of Horrors thing, I would say this is this is was one of the more solid top to bottom pay per views. But that was it, so terrible. And on paper, it was coming into it, by the way. I was like, I yeah. thought this pay-per-view was going to be a sleeper because, again, Joe versus Rollins on any other night, it, to me, is a great match. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Raj might be onto something with them, what they're doing with Joe. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about what's going on right now. Uh, indeed, uh, <laughs> maybe give a little more thought and laughter to Great Balls of Fire. Also talk about what's the latest with Matt Hardy and the Broken Gimmick. But before we do that, I want to give some love to the sponsor of this episode, DDPY, DDP Yoga. So if you saw tonight Chris Jericho, that amazing reversal he did at Kevin Owens' pop-up powerbomb, how did he have that flexibility and agility, you ask? DDPY. Lots of stars are using DDP Yoga, including Chris Jericho, as I mentioned, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Goldust, and tons of other stars who have taken control of their health and their lives using DDPY. And for a limited time, you can get three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app, plus 25% off the DDPY DVDs when you use our link at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Or if you're digital only, you can get the DDP Yoga Now app for just a straight 25% off. Also a special deal where you can buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard about all the great success stories, all the people that have lost weight, improved their flexibility, improved their agility, and how using DDP Yoga. Go and check it out. Tell them we sent you ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, guys. And real quick, if you guys want to throw some questions too, we could probably get a couple in. You just use hashtag wrestling Inc. Um, all so right. What's happening with uh, the broken gimmick, Raj? What's, what's the, the word on this? So it's, I mean, the, the word was that WWE was working with impact to get the, the gimmick and uh, Rebby Hardy, you know, Matt's wife shot that down on Twitter saying that there's no truth to that. So I'm surprised that WWE would use it when there's a possible legal consequence. Um, if what Rebby is saying is true, um, unless WWE is working their own thing out with impact. So uh, it remains to be seen, but it's clear Matt's using it a lot more. Um, 
you know, when he, he when he would first do that little delete chop, he wouldn't say delete. Like tonight, he was saying delete. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's in their best interest to get it because Matt's. You know, if they don't, I think Matt's going to get stale pretty quick. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where that's at. Hmm. Do you think so? We were talking about this earlier, Matt. So, do you think it's time? for them to split them up and do this story? Yeah, I think they're very close to it, yeah. I think you get two main event stars out of it if you're able to go that direction with Matt specifically. If you're not, Jeff at least is a main event or a singles act, and Matt's somewhere in that intercontinental level. Yeah, how is it they're only like two or three years apart in age, but Jeff looks relatively young and Matt looks about 10 to 15 years older? Jeff don't care. There's something to be said about not giving a shit about anything yeah. in, in, a good, in a good way. And mm-hmm. being never stressed out, never, no anxiety. Jeff is just the most calm, relaxed human being I've ever been around. Nothing phases him. Whereas Matt is a deep thinker. I'm very similar to Matt in that regard. I'm Like you stay up all night thinking and, and worried about things that like things could be going great. And you'll still be, you know, thinking and worrying, making, you know, mountains out of molehills no matter what, you know? So it's just like one of those deals where I think there's Matt, the, the, the stress of the business um, takes a little bit more of a toll on you in that regard than somebody like Jeff. I'm not saying Jeff isn't thinking about the business, but not to the level that Matt is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, sense. Someone's asking where Seth Rollins goes from here. I think, I think probably still feuding with Samoa Joe. Well, I hope so. So Joe gets his win back or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they, they they don't really end feud with one match, you know. So I'm I'm sure they're they're tied to each other. Wow, it'll be interesting to see where Bray Wyatt goes because it did look like Finn Balor for a little bit, but if Finn is going with Miz, which is better in the long run, trust oh. me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I guess they could go with Dean Ambrose, but they, God, they've done that before. And it, I think it's going to be Bray versus Dean, isn't it? I think. I mean, they they could. Yeah, we'll see. Um, here's an interesting question. Uh, Dang MQ asks, uh, who does Oscar finally lose to? I don't know if you guys saw it, but so Oscar now has broken Goldberg's record for uh being undefeated. Great. Um, who cares? Um, do do <laughs> do, do I think uh, who beats her? I don't think yeah. any, maybe nobody does. Maybe she just gets called up and has to forfeit the title. Oh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool if they continued the streak on wwe the main roster and being like this woman's never lost she never lost in nxt and she's still undefeated and you can just keep that going um, if you had to if you had to have someone beat her i'd probably say amber moon but i I like the idea of just keeping her unbeaten and, and being this monster on the the main roster yeah yeah i mean is there, unless there's some other girl that they've got that hasn't been, been on tv yet like an awesome kong type character mm-hmm. you know I, I, that we're not that maybe we're not aware of i don't know yeah. Well, we'll see. Cool, guys. Uh, so before we take this home and wrap it up here, Matt, anything we, anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Impact Pop TV, Thursday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Check out me on Instagram, at BP Matt Morgan, at Twitter, at BP Matt Morgan, 5%Nutrition.com for all your pre, intra, and post-workout subs. Um, I have my men's physique show July 22nd, unless that changes. Um and uh, next set of impact taping should be July 2nd through the 6th, I believe. Um, cool. 
So all that good stuff. Follow me on social media, and we'll talk. I'll tell you more about that stuff as it comes. All right. All right. Well, have a good one, guys. Yeah, so uh, Raj and Matt will be back tomorrow night to talk Raw. I'm actually going to a SmackDown Live house show tomorrow night, and then uh, look for me on the ramp Tuesday nights on uh, SmackDown. I'll be wearing my Wrestling Inc. t-shirt. And back no, here, of who's going to look for you on the ramp, Glenn? They did. I got tweeted last time when I wore my Hype Bros shirt. You couldn't miss me, man. I was bright yellow. Oh, you, you got your Wrestling Inc. shirt, right? You're gonna yeah, I got that? the Wrestling Inc. shirt I'm going to wear this time. Represent. Maybe I'll make a sign, Matt. Maybe I'll be like, you know. Make a sign that says, Matt Morgan says nobody cares about me. <laughs> I dare you to. That, that beats my first choice of you can't hinder gender, but you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's good. Yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, so I'll be back here on Wednesday. So, Matt, I'll see you uh, next Monday. And until next time, folks, stay tuned. Uh, and we'll see you next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.